What does Colgate mean by live life to the brightest? Could it be a rich glass of red sipped inside a Parisian cafe on a snowy night when my gaze is met by a tall, mysterious... I mean, brushing is directed with Colgate Optic White Pro Series Toothpaste gives you a visibly whiter smile in just three days so you can live life to the brightest and finish that glass without worrying about teeth stains. Colgate Optic White. Find it at all major retailers. All right, we back. Another episode. Oh, just speaking of the devil. Just so I have to pop in. Joe, what's good? What's good, peoples? You hopped in right when we were starting. You said what? You said you hopped in right when we were starting. Man, I'm psychic, dog. All right, we're going to intro it, man. Another episode, R-A-O-P, Interview Artist Series, man. So usually we do this shit like in studio, but we got a guest that's all the way in fucking Ohio. So Cincinnati, yeah, Ohio, to be exact. Yeah, man, talk that shit. Yeah, Cincinnati, Ohio, to be exact. The East Side, we in the hideout right now. We had to dust off that Streamyard account. Haven't used this shit in like I don't know how long. Had to pay that twenty five dollars real quick. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, Chloe, I let you introduce yourself. Uh. Yeah, it's me, Chloe Hotline, Big Chloe, Drench CEO, uh, the baddest bitch in Hamilton County. You know what I'm saying? Chloe twenty seven hundred, all that shit. They know. Oh, yeah, got all kind of nicknames. I'm silly. <laughs> hey, but they, they hard. I ain't gonna say. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I always make sure my shit got a ring to it though. All right, so yeah, we always ask our guests. Usually, we interview uh, Jacksonville artists. Obviously, you're not in Jacksonville. You're all the way in Cincinnati, Ohio. Once again, what part of Cincinnati, Ohio, are you from, and how was it growing up in Cincinnati? So, so pretty much, when I was like, I pretty much been on the east side of this town my whole life, pretty much, because like I was born when I was born. We lived in apartments that was like literally ten minutes up the street. Then we moved to a house in norwood when i was like three and then we finally moved to where i'm at now but growing i'm growing up on the east side pleasant ridge to be exact the edge of pleasant ridge because i don't want nobody i don't want nobody to get confused like i don't live i'm not from down there by the coffee shops and the breweries and all that but <laughs> but um so let me be clear you're from the gulag nah not even that not even that <laughs> but it's like growing up here my experience is like I have both my parents, so any dumb shit that I chose to get into was me doing that on my own, you know. But like a lot of kids, like really though, unless you like living in a suburb, 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 it's not all the way secure. Like Pleasant Ridge, like yeah, I got white neighbors or whatever or whatever may have you, but <laughs> every summer, every summer. It's always some crazy shit going on here. Like somebody crashing a motorcycle into the corner store. Somebody getting shot up. Like somebody just got shot right. I'm not even gonna talk about that. But yeah, shit is oh, weird yeah. out here because it's like it's like it's like a suburban area technically. But like, oh. it's a lot of black people, and it just got worse over time. It's a lot of black people, less white people. You mm. know what I'm saying? But it just got worse over time. That's why I'm trying to relocate low key. Like. Yeah, get the fuck up out of there. Because I know with my name growing, they're going to be like, oh, you from over there? And it's, yeah, nah. Yeah, get up out the hood as quick as you can. But you about to blow up, Chloe. 
I'm fucking with the I'm fucking with the uh Kinfolk project heavy, to be honest. I appreciate it. I appreciate it. So um let's let's since we was talking about your uh childhood and whatnot, let's just build upon that a little bit more. So what exactly inspired you to do music and what exactly was the first moment where you started doing music? What inspired me to do music? Um everybody in my family in my immediate family, my siblings and everything, they're like music heads. So I could remember being three, four years old, my sister having Beyonce B Day album or the uh Bow Wow Marion face off. My sister had the poster and that shit used to scare Oh, that was a classic. <laughs> that shit used to scare that poster used to scare the hell out of me when I was a kid. But like shit like that. My dad, my dad, he he he's from Detroit, so I guess in the nineties they're listening to a lot of West Coast. Like I heard Tupac, Spice One, all type of shit growing up. But the thing that um the thing that made me want to make music is two things. I heard Stronger by Kanye West for the first time. And I saw Lady Gaga on the VMAs 09. And I was like, bruh, you could actually do this? Like you could do this? Like what? So well, hold on, hold on. That, time time out, time out. I'm I have to be a freak bull here. Lady Gaga, oh <laughs> nine, had a had a fat ass. She had that ass. Niggas, she niggas did have that ass, but she was also on stage with like big Me. ass dildos running them bitches around. I, I was don't like, think it was a lot that going Lady on. Gaga. That was uh, what <laughs> I think it was. <laughs> she had the meat, she had the meat dress. And it's crazy. Yeah. It's crazy because after that, she was supposed to go on tour with Kanye, but that same night, you know. <laughs> oh, yeah, I remember that. I remember so, like, I like to say, like, that didn't happen. So, Chloe Hotline could happen all these years later, you know? Gotcha. Also, another time I'll tell you, yeah, yeah, AV is crazy. Just little meat free. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I felt like this was fitting for today. <laughs> Y'all, little meat. hey Hey, i'm 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 pink gang today man (laughs) i feel you i feel you all right joe you got so chloe oh my fault yeah yeah let me ask this uh chloe uh how often are people surprised when they hear that you do your production um honestly like Anybody that's a new listener, they like you produce all your shit too. I'm like, yeah, but it's kind of been that way. Me producing my own shit has kind of been that way since like 2019, I want to say, because before I was Chloe Hotline, I had I had a different name. I'm pretty sure y'all wear the different names. I used to be an Eric live stream. Yeah, uh, <laughs> I used to, uh, Royal Linux. Royal Linux. Yeah, I used to be an Eric live stream, you know, talking that shit. But um, yeah, but that was when I was like, that was when I was like 13, 14. But what happened was I think one of my family members or something found my music. And at the time in school, I had straight Fs. So they was like, oh, what the fuck? Like, yeah, damn. Like I yeah, school is just not my thing. Like that ninth grade year, shit, straight up. I said, fuck it. I didn't even go to class that year. But that but that year, ultimately, like 2017, 2018, that summer, that's when I fully became Chloe Hotline. And I was fully realizing, like, who I was as a person. 
and I had that time to think to myself because I was on fucking punishment. I was in my room all day. <laughs> like I had time to think to myself and be like, okay, who am I? What do I need to do? And then it kind of just went from there. Chloe said but, school ain't for bad bitches. <laughs> <laughs> like, so ninth, my ninth grade year, I went to this school called Walnut Hills. And like right next to it, it's a college campus for Xavier. Um, so you could literally like walk a straight line from the high school campus to the college campus. So me and Malik, shout out Malik. I'm going to talk more about Malik because we got some shit coming. But me and Malik, we used to meet in French class first bell and be like, you want to go to school today? I'm like, nah, bro. We used to scare, we used to dip out. Our French teacher's like, what are you doing? What are you doing? <laughs> But uh, but yeah, that's them. Them times really, really molded me into the person I am. That's what, that sounds like me and Joe. Me and Joe ain't never go to school. <laughs> Skip every day. But I can I can remember vividly the first song I recorded. It was it was um it was probably like December two thousand nine. I'm in my cousin's house in Dearborn, which is like on the outskirts of Detroit, and they playing the they playing the um. The uh, the Drake and Lil Wayne ignorant shit instrumental, like my my older cousin is, and my older cousin is the one that put got me hip to FL Studio artists. All right, Chloe, let me let me correct you. Jay Z ignorant shit. I don't look, want look, get I, you up out of here. Hey. So let me go ahead and correct you now for the, for the real hip hop heads. Well, look, actually, I'm, I'm just say I'm just say I, I prefer I prefer the Drake version. I'm not even a big Drake. Oh, me fan. too, to be honest. But yeah, he was playing that instrumental. And I'm like six years old at the time, so I'm sitting in the back, and I'm just like, yeah. I'm like, yeah, I'm about to rap on this. Everybody's looking around like, you about to record? I'm like, yeah, that's what I came over here to do. I came over here to record. So I one take that motherfucker, six years old. Mike about this, they had to lower the mic. Mike about this tall. I'm in that bitch flowing the whole time about nonsense. <laughs> about nonsense. But... Six years old, you ain't got shit to rap about. So. Exactly, that's that's honest. my thing. Like, <laughs> I and it was about cat scans and shit. So, <laughs> <laughs> my old was, raps was terrible. <laughs> and this was two thousand nine, so I was definitely trying to. I was definitely trying to be on my on my on my young Wiz Khalifa. You know what I mean? Like, my cousin put me on to like Wiz, Currency, Lil B, all that shit. Like. Even though I'm young, I come from like that blog era where y'all was really out mm. there doing shit. Like that's the era that I come from. Like, cause I've been on the internet for yeah. so long, you know. Like I remember, I remember tapes dropping. Like, I remember, <laughs> I remember the Dat Piff countdowns. Like they always, they always had a countdown out for um, "Welcome to Gutterville Four by Gutter Gutter," and it just <laughs> never came. Out. It just never came out. <laughs> Man, I used to hate seeing them gutter gutter promotions. Like, why yeah, the fuck shows. are y'all promoting doo doo? Hey, which is clearly paid for, bro. Cool fact on the intro to Instinct, my last album, I actually sampled gutter gutter. Mm, for no reason. <laughs> nah, I'm bullshit. <laughs> hey, All right, so. My bad, Amp. Go ahead. So, Chloe, let me ask you a question. So, since you like way younger, so. Um, for example, when I grew up in the internet age, I didn't really tap into the internet for real, for real, or like fully grasp the internet until I like was like 15 or so. What you smoking on, Joe? Shit, I'm about to be smoking on that heat pack. 
that Jimmy Wait. Butler. <laughs> yeah, I, I might need that. I might have to pull up to the studio <laughs> and get some of that. <laughs> so Chloe, uh, so I I grew up around around time like the internet is like fifteen and up until now. So you pretty much were born in the internet age. Do you feel like you got an advantage music wise than somebody like my age that would oh. make that probably would make it music? Honestly, yeah, definitely. Cause whether it was good or bad, I was exposed to more shit. Like I learned how to use a computer when I was three years old. Like I was on there playing flash games, like type shit. Like mm. so I feel like just being involved in the internet, like <laughs> You'll see, you'll see some shit that'll make you go like, Ugh, but then you'll find some shit like a cool song or whatever that's like, oh okay. So, yeah. young growing up, it was just balancing the good and the bad. Like I remember this one time I was like eight, I think I think my brother had downloaded a porn virus or some shit. <laughs> hey, I'm, sure I'm trying to fuck up your computer for real. Right, I'm getting on there trying <laughs> that was to make the first COVID. <laughs> I'm getting literally, really I'm getting was. on there trying to make beef. And all I see is like Ebony videos pop up. I'm like, yo, what the fuck? <laughs> I'm like, yo, what is going on? But my dad, my dad, he's like, he's like a computer, like, he really like knows his shit. So he'd be like, all right, turn the computer off, run that software, get this shit out there. Hey, good as new the next day. <laughs> I yeah, would, a nigga I feel- like me would have been upset. I'm gonna be like, Dad, take your ass to work. <laughs> Go build a house, nigga. <laughs> I was getting pre porn sent to me. <laughs> oh no! Yeah, I remember one time I was shook. I I went on some website and like the damn the internet was off, but the pop ups kept popping with porn. And I was like, Oh man, my I was like man, my mom was like ten minutes away. I had yeah. to become like a a computer whiz. Of, in like of in like seconds. Oh like I figured that shit out. I got it off there, but like <laughs> nigga, my heart dropped. Because that shit was like that shit kept popping up. I was like, oh man, she about to she about to send me to military camp or some shit. <laughs> <laughs> nigga, I got fucked up. Uh I was on one site that bit called a virus so bad. A hundred pop-ups. I mean literally a hundred pop-ups just started shooting up one after another. You couldn't X them out fast enough. By the time you click one X, it was like five more pop-ups, right? I'm looking at this computer. Like, I got two options. Burn this motherfucker or, you know, like, accept the punishment. My mom came in. I just shut the monitor off. I was like, she ain't gonna know. She ain't gonna know. My mama wiggled that mouse and said, what the hell is this? (laughs) Hey. (laughs) <laughs> but Joe, you lucky you had like three brothers that was around your age. Nah, so. that shit ain't work. That shit ain't work. Damn. My older brother, that nigga five years older than me. And the fucked up part is that nigga stayed in Pensacola, so I couldn't blame shit on him. My younger Damn. brother, that nigga, you I mean, everyone knew he just ain't have no curiosity. You know what I'm saying? Like <laughs> I was on that bit looking at all the ass. My mom knew immediately. <laughs> Joe, is this you looking at these big round asses? <laughs> yeah, yes, ma'am. Well, well, ma, I went somewhere and Bill Clinton started talking, and next thing I know, it's a thousand, it's a thousand ass, ass shots. That's crazy. 
Chloe, did you miss that error? The whole Bill Clinton, you downloaded songs? <laughs> nah, because look, I got I got my first MP3 player, and best believe I was on LimeWire. I got hit with that a couple times. I for sure got hit with that a couple times. They just got hit with, you either got hit with the Bill Clinton or you got hit with the Soldier Boy. Oh, mm. yeah. Boy, exactly. that Soldier Boy was actually kind of fire the first time I found it, though. That bit <laughs> came on like you were about to start rapping for real. That bit said, you, yeah. you just got got. I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> I got, I got um, bathing apes on time. <laughs> and it's crazy a, because, like, that's oh, another man, thing. Like, hard. That my, was the my, first um, commercial. <laughs> my older siblings, they was on Soldier Boy, like, early, early. Like, bathing apes, like, all that mm-hmm. shit. Like, Doodlehead, like, all them songs. Yeah, Booty Meat. Oh, my yeah, God. Booty that Meat was, was my shit. I used to cut that bitch on just <laughs> randomly. Like, hey, I'd be in a crowd of women. Just cut this volume up. Say that booty beat. <laughs> and then I just take position, like, yes, ma'am, my lap is open for business. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> Did y'all used to just like watch like the random like when they used to like crank that Batman, crank that soldier boy? I YouTube? watched every one of them. I watched I used all to them make shits. those videos. I, I seen a- crank that Pee-wee Herman. No, you gotta send me that, <laughs> Chloe. You gotta send me that. I'm gonna, I have, to, I'm gonna have to look that up now. The ones I, I remember the most, the ones I remember the most is crank that SpongeBob, uh, crank that. that Yank. I remember that. Oh yeah, crank the that Yank. The best one was crank, crank that, that Batman. And this wasn't a crank that song, but teabag that hoe. Oh man. Oh, I remember that. that. I remember that teabag that hoe. And it's crazy because, like, years <laughs> later, two of the dudes rapping on that song, like, they found it, Travis Porter. Wow. That's crazy. Hey, so Let's real start. quick. My bad. Oh, it's all good. I wasn't about to say nothing for real. <laughs> I wanted to piggyback off of your last question. So you were talking about how Chloe grew up in the Internet age and asked if there was an advantage. So one thing I did want to say is I do feel like you have an advantage in this regard. Having grown up and 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 – Tell me if I'm right. Uh, having grown up in the internet age, like we were at the birth of the internet, I feel like. So, yeah, straight up. So, we got to experience things at an advanced level compared to like our parents and, and those before us. But I feel like, how old are you? Let me ask that first. 19. Shit. <laughs> <laughs> hey, some Nigga, people, some people be like, old as fuck. Some people be thinking I'm like 30. Some people be thinking I'm like 25. That's and that's weird. another part of what I was gonna say. So two things. One, I think that you know, having grown up in the internet era, it keeps you very abreast to like sudden changes and and moving with the sound of music. I, I I'd imagine. You know, from having listened to your music and, you know, following you online and such, you keep pretty uh, aware of of new sounds, uh, new artists, things of that sort. I don't feel like our generation has it as easy in the sense of um, music coming to us, let me say. I'm okay. So I'm going to piggyback off that. so, like, my generation, us finding music, you got to think about it. I'm 19. Apple Music, all that shit really started ramping up in, like, 2015, 2016. I was in seventh grade, and so were a bunch of other kids who had iPhones. Hmm. So Apple Music and Spotify, that just became, like, the new shit. 
I mean, or SoundCloud if you was really into that type of music, which I was at the time. Right. But yeah, I feel like I feel like they kind of target they kind of target my generation. You know what I mean when it comes to Spotify or whatever. Honestly, I'm gonna say some shit about Spotify because Spotify down bad for this shit. It's so hard to get your song playlisted as an independent artist. You gotta write out a whole motherfucking paragraph of soliloquy and shit. Meanwhile, it's a motherfucker with a publishing deal and a label. They getting on that shit just off a of favor. You know what I mean? Like Spotify been on bullshit. And they know that. Well, see, I think that Spotify fucked up and marketing it like that. They market it as if anyone mm-hmm. can can be be selected, but they play it just like a radio or or any media outlet for that matter in the sense right. they run with who's hot they they take advantage of trends and things of that sort uh it's not, like you said you make a really good point it's not as easy to get playlisted through spotify but i think that's also because independent artists have a lot less to leverage look that too but i'm saying though you here's 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 where they're hypocritical I get that, but you can't be advertising your playlist under my album under my albums if I'm not on any of them. Like, what the fuck? Like, yeah, that they do be doing that's that shit lame as fuck. Like, Spotify, Spotify don't even care about the music. It's more about the marketing. Yep. You know, they got all this type of all these type of different Spotify green room shows and shit. Motherfuckers on there chatting live and shit. And there's no help for the independent artists. And the payout rate is so garbage. <clears throat> I'm just like, man, buy a physical, buy my shit on Bandcamp. I'm right. actually surprised that SoundCloud didn't take advantage of these opportunities. You know, SoundCloud had the perfect platform when it came to independent artistry. I feel like yeah. Lil Uzi Bird, Russ, uh, artists like that really helped to propel that platform. And they 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 took a back seat after that. They didn't make any technical advances, any uh, yeah. innovations. Nope. Look, that's why I don't even upload it. I don't even upload to SoundCloud anymore because they don't even have two-step verification yet. Right. It's big artists getting their accounts hacked like that. Mm-hmm. So I feel like, like I got I got a couple hundred followers on SoundCloud, but like another thing is like I have a couple hundred I have a couple hundred followers or whatever. When I post something, like only a couple people see that shit. Like unless yeah. you get some repost from a big artist, you know. Yeah. Like the game is fucked up for real. But I'm still making I'm still making. I'm still making some of the best music out there right now. You know, it's not stopping me. You know what I mean? No push behind me, no special marketing, no deal, no nothing. It's just solely me doing all of this shit. Mixing, recording, the merch, everything. So I will say this, Chloe. Definitely your music is like miles ahead of anybody. Mm -hmm. Like you do all your beats and shit. You do all your everything pretty much. You do your your, uh, recording and whatnot. So let me ask the, the uh, let me ask you this. So do you think being a transgender artist probably hinders your uh, push a little bit? You think some people give you like a pushback before they listen to your stuff? Oh yeah, definitely. Like I didn't go, I didn't, I didn't do did shows in the city, and when they <coughs> see me come in, you know what I'm saying, all dolled up and shit, niggas get weird. Niggas start standing around like, I'm like, I'm the, mm. the like, bro, like we human. At the end of the day, we human. You know what I mean, like. Yeah. I, like it shouldn't like all that shit is stupid like motherfuckers like it's it's a lot of ignorance that goes on but it definitely it definitely it definitely hinders my push a little bit but i will say this there's white trans women who are in this industry who got deals and all kind of shit yeah, but there's not one single black trans woman who does we know and they, knew, and they 
and look, I'm not even trying to I'm not even trying to bash nobody, but the biggest but the biggest one, the biggest one, her music is fucking ass. And she worked with a rapist, but we're not going to. Hey, 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 hey. Yeah, I know exactly what you're talking about. That's why, that's why, that's why, like, I might take jabs at her or whatever, because I'm saying you out here representing for the dogs, but you're not really pushing the standard. You're not pushing the line at all. And you're working with these old ass white boys producing your shit. Like, come on, it's not even, it's not even worth it. It's not even worth it. You know what I'm saying? Come fuck with Chloe. You know what I mean? I got, I got good <laughs> My shit like soul food, you know what I mean, for your ears. What do you think is going to change the game? Hey, somebody got to let me through that motherfucking dope. So somebody got to let me through. I'm I don't you. think you should be the first one. Here's why. I feel like the first black trans artist that comes out is going to be used as a prop. Now, I feel like it'll be a, 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 a situation to where they they – Kind of like, and I, I hate to use this as a reference, but I feel like when they see a marketing opportunity, they take full advantage of it and they do it in the wrong way. Like Jack Harlow right now, to me, he's not being marketed in the right way at all. As a white rapper who has a, a bit of potential to really tap into like a black market like that and be mm-hmm. organically accepted, I feel like they're marketing him as a corny artist. I, I, I fear that the first trans artist might be utilized in a sense that's like let's let's take advantage of every money grab we can we can get our hands onto. Do well, you yeah. have any thoughts on that? Here's the thing, like I feel like another I probably another reason why I probably won't be the first is because I'm not going for no bullshit. I'm standing right. on what the fuck I stand on. Like right. I'm not into I'm not into all the celebrity party and all that type of shit. Like that shit is cool for publicity, but at the end of the day, I make music. You know what I mean? Like, I'm, I'm sorry. I'm <laughs> sorry. The, nah, I I'm, never I'm, thought that I'd ever hear. <laughs> That's cool for the bussy. <laughs> <laughs> hey, but nah, like that shit, like I'm they like a lot of people, a lot of people think. You know, they could just use me as a pro. Like, honestly, some shit, I'm going to speak on. It was a certain artist who was supposed to be on Stunner, track two of my album. She came, picked me up from the crib. We hung out or whatever. We frolicked in the fields or whatever. White trans woman, right? I asked her to, I asked her to feature on the album. She's like, cool. I'm down to do it. Must go by. No response. I asked her about it literally, like, probably March. No response. And then she changed her number. So, and, and look, and look, and look. She got a publishing deal. She got all that shit. So, a lot of industry people be funny acting. I'm just, I'm just saying that. And I'm not going for none of that. And mm. she's seen, and I know she's seen me talking about that. She's seen me talking about that, but she ain't never going, you know what I mean? Like, they just. Yeah. I feel like that's, 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 that's what I was alluding to in the sense that, um, it would take someone very strong will to really make it an open lane for everyone else. I feel like Young Thug kind of tried to open that lane up when he was wearing dresses and and promoting the nails and things like that. I'll say I'll I'll, I'll say this. There's this artist, um, Mickey Blanco. Mickey Blanco was like a. They were they were like early twenty early twenty tens like New York rapper, but they were queer or whatever during queer or whatever. Mm-hmm. And like 
I feel like a lot of artists use Mickey Blanco as a prop because Mickey Blanco even wrote for Kanye. Like Mickey mm. Blanco wrote on the Tiana Taylor album, but they still don't have a push like that, you know? Like yeah. they still don't have a push like that. So Yeah, I feel like every time I see like because I know it's actually talking about every time I see him uh present it, it's always dressed, it's like full male. But then when I you look at his IG, then he he's dressed how he's dressed. But then I'm like, every time I see him presented in like the mainstream, he's like full on. If you know what I mean, he's just dressed yeah. like a full on male. So it's like, I don't know. It's just like <coughs> they, pre they present it in a certain way. Then when you go to his personal shit, then he's presented how he really is. Yeah, that's 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 just it's, it's a lot of funny shit going on. It's a lot of it's a lot of games that these people play. Like y'all said, a lot of these people be in them rooms, and I'm not going for none of that. I still have morals still, you know what I mean? <laughs> they be in there, get that pussy in our clothes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> sure. Hey, hey Chloe, I, I, Chloe, was that who you was talking about? The uh, the chick you was just talking about on the <laughs> Big Chloe shit song? You nah, bars, you bar somebody up on that's, that. Uh, that's 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 his that's his trans for uh, Nikita Dragon or whatever. She do she do blackface. She do. Blackface. Oh, I know you talking about. That is lame. Chloe, lame. get out of here, dog. I woke up like four in the morning. I seen you tweeting. I listened to that song. I listened to that song like ten times in a row. I'm like, who the <laughs> fuck is Chloe talking about? <laughs> Chloe, your videos be hard as fuck. Like, I think that they fit the aesthetic of the songs and shit. Like, I think when I first heard, Michigan is st still, like, easily one of my favorite records by you. Um, the first time I heard that one, I probably ran that shit, no bullshit, for like a week straight. I think I remember texting M, like, yo, this Michigan record is hard as fuck. Yeah. That was literally, like, that was literally me trying to be Gaga and Kanye in one record. Nah, that you went crazy. I even DM'd you about it. I was like, yo, Michigan is nuts. Like, this shit is bananas. Yeah. Um, so what is your process like as you're writing music? Are you stimming? Do you do you start by listening to your your inspirations? Do you start by, you know, hey, I have this idea. I want to write about this concept. I got this this topic or What's your process like? Well, my process mostly is like, I'll be sitting there making the beat, and I'll be like, "Ooh, I want to put some <laughs> shit over this." And oh, I don't you owe me a beat. I do, I do, I do. <laughs> my fault about that one. My fault about that one. My fault about that one. But um, yeah, yeah, it was like I said, yeah. But um, yeah, I just sit there, listen to the beat, and I don't write at all. Like I don't write any of my like this whole album. None of it was written. Like. That's why it's taking so long for me to get the lyrics up everywhere because I gotta listen and type some shit out. But yeah, nine times like I I stopped writing like a year ago probably, and that shit just made everything for me just more natural. Like the song, uh, the song uh, La Loba from the album. I know every little secret that you're keeping in my head, but my thoughts about you fleeting. Woke up high, it's another damn weekend. Like, all of that shit just came out of the top of the dome because that's how I was living at a point in time. Like, it was a point in time, like, last last summer, last fall, is I was starting to go out, you know what I'm saying? I was starting to be out in the town with more, you know what I'm saying? I was going over to my homegirl's houses, have functions, performing at fashion shows, all type of shit. And... 
like I'm experiencing all this shit, and I'm just like, damn, like I'm really like, like this is really like what being grown is like. Like this shit is like weird and strange. So this whole album was kind of just me navigating through that and talking about those experiences. But I really don't. I don't write. I don't write. Period. It's all punch-ins. I'll admit it. I, if I, it's, it's either one long punch-in or a bunch of short, choppy ones. But I always try to make it sound smooth. Ain't nothing wrong with that. Yeah, that's a new wave. So let's talk about the Kenfolk Project real quick. I like the... Let me go over the songs I liked a lot. Um, definitely 1-800-Chloe. Mm. I love that... Uh, that uh sample on there. You did the ring ring uh, ring feature. Yeah. <laughs> hey, that they used to play that video on MTV two every morning in fourth grade before I would go to school. <laughs> so that song is ingrained in my head for life. Me and me and Joe was just did an episode about uh Rick Ross Rich Forever on the Patreon. And that's what made me yeah. that's what made me think about it too. That's what made me think about it. Oh, that's crazy. <laughs> like, I'm going to turn this into a pop song. What? <laughs> oh, like, that song was, that hook on that song was so good. I like, he just put this shit, like, on a random mixtape, and it just, like, let it just right. sing. I like, the hook on this is so amazing, but I'm glad you sampled that. Um, yeah. Porcelain, the second half of Porcelain was crazy. What's the sample on that, if you can remember? Um, Cassie, King of Hearts. Okay. In the second half, and it's some sense. It's some sense that I played over it, but yeah, that's Cassie King of Hearts in the background, and like a little drum break over it. Okay, and also the, uh, another song I like was Stunner. I remember you had uh, played that on the beginning of Dearborn. Mm, so I yeah, I was listening to Dearborn. I was like, I remember hearing the beginning. I was like, man, this shit hard. And then like <laughs> you just you just jumped on it and said, "I get this to y'all later," but you get this to us on tempo. Yeah. Yeah, I'm glad like, you finally dropped that full song on us. I've been sitting, I've been sitting on that song for like a year plus, honestly. Like that was one of the first songs I made for the project. But what is, what is that? How do you pronounce that shit? Cause we ain't got those bugs. What's called cicadas? Cicada season. That yeah, was we don't, y'all we don't got, got cicadas in Florida. Man, we, no. we we damn sure got cicadas. We, they just we don't do? be out like that. Yeah, they I don't, don't be, be seeing out, them shits. They don't be out like like. I just uh, be I just be hearing people in the Midwest talk about them. Yeah, yeah, for real. I mean, and that's another thing too. Like geographically, I mean, the crackers came up with the Midwest term, honestly, because Cincinnati is Cincinnati is a weird little place. It's this niggas country out here, bro. <laughs> yeah, ain't it like by Kentucky and shit? Mm-hmm. Look, I could literally, I could literally like you could go downtown Cincinnati and walk across the river and be in Kentucky like that. Like I've done that multiple times in my youth, just cause like I'm going to Kentucky. Fuck it. <laughs> they got all the good liquor stores down there too. <laughs> all right, Chloe, you can't drink. You're 19. Hey, hey. Yeah, like, <laughs> we're hey. just gonna stop it right there. You're not supposed to be drinking, so stop it. Right I'm not there. entertaining you. <laughs> <laughs> Man, y'all know when y'all was dating. Well, I don't know. I don't know. Honestly, I've never I been know. a drinker like that. The first time I tried beer, I, I looked around the party. I was like, yo, this shit tastes like dishwater. Like, what the fuck is wrong with hey. hey, Joe, I don't know if you remember this. I got, like, one of the most amazing memories ever. This was <laughs> when... <clears throat> This was when Russell was living in Orlando. And you remember how we used to just go randomly, just go to visit him? Yeah. So one day, we I remember, you remember that time we was there for like a week. 
Yeah. <laughs> we were just we were just in Orlando just for, a full, for like, a full week, bro. For a week. <laughs> so yeah. one day, like we was just out chilling, and like you had went to a liquor store and you had bought a big ass bottle of hypnotic and they let you buy it. And you was like, <laughs> bro, you was like seventeen or eighteen or something, <laughs> and they let you buy it. I'm like, bro, let's go. <laughs> I don't remember that. That's funny. I just remember you came out with the biggest bottle of hypnotic I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> bro, I used to be a wild nigga. Like, why the fuck would I buy hypnotic? <laughs> I don't know. You was tearing that shit up. All things. Nah, man. I, I remember one time I was with Malik. We had some mad dog. We was on we was on oh university. We was on university of Not mad dog. We was on we was we was at UC campus. We was just chilling up there one day. I'm chilling out. I'm chilling at the homie spot. He drink it all. He like, look, I take a little sip. He like, he drink it all. He like, man, this is titty milk. He drink it all. Oh man. my god, bro was wandering around the campus, man, the whole night. <laughs> he brought his ass in the Kroger. I was like, bro, pick me up a Snickers, dog. <laughs> <laughs> that's fucking wino that's looking right there. Yeah, yeah. that shit. Uh, uh-uh. uh, never again. Talk about your homie Malik. He be killing the tracks. Man, Malik, big leak, man. That's 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 really that's really my twin. Like that's really my twin. Like, and the fact that you know, like we come we come from we come from kind of different backgrounds, but we met. We the first time we met was we went to this we went to this school, Pleasant Ridge Montessori. It's like a Montessori elementary school. I started going there in sixth grade year. He was the valedictorian. And he used to be in the plays and shit. He used to be like a smart motherfucker. So, like one time you said the- used to be. No, 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 not like that. He used to be on the book. He started smoking he weed. He dumb. <laughs> he used to be on the books heavy, but like he used to be in the plays and shit. And I was in light and sound clubs, so I do little shit like fuck up his sound. But we ended up getting cool because ninth grade year French class. He was like, "Oh, you make music?" I'm like, "Yeah, I make music." And ever since then. It's like, hey, bro, you want to go to class today? Nah. <laughs> we used to literally, we used to, we recorded some of our first songs in in them band practice rooms. Like, I bring my laptop to school. I had a DJ Hero mic at the time. This is this is late Aurora Linux, early Chloe Hotline days. So, 2017, 2018. So, I'm bringing my I'm bringing my Lenovo laptop and my DJ Hero mic to school. And we skip a class, all seven bells just recording, and people in there is trying like, "Hey, let me put a verse on that. Let me put a verse on that." But yeah, that's he's just he's just been he's just been here pretty much from like my whole like development, you know, because he saw me come up with the Chloe Hotline idea, the name, and all that. And he's been he's been making music for a minute too, but like just recently, he really started recording and shit. And I pretty much produce all his shit. Um, shout out to SME King too. Shout out SME Draco. Them the homies too. And I met them through Malik. So mm. Malik always just, especially like later after high school and shit, he's always just been that guy. Like this nigga, like I ain't gonna put his business. Like let's just say he's a, he's a man of the women. Let's just say he's the he's a man of the women. You know what I mean? Like girls be sending him screenshots. Like oh, you're on this song with Chloe. Like. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, that's 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 really that's really my brother, and his shit, his shit is just his shit is just next level. Like he's a he's he's a way more like he's a way more sharper lyricist than me. I'd say, like 
the, some of the shit that he be coming up with, like some of his unreleased shit that's gonna be out soon, is just like crazy. Like Malik, that's really that's really my guy. And I had to make sure I put, I had to make sure he was on the album, on the last track, um, Chloe's theme. I had to make sure he came over to the house one day. I was like, bro, you need to be on this album. He was like, fuck it, recorded that shit. Just went on about our day, but Malik, he really sometimes he really put that battery in my back. Like during the start of the pandemic to really like get this shit going. He's like, fuck everybody else. You really that bitch. Like, go do that shit. I'm like, yes, bro. <laughs> yes, bro. That's all I needed to hear. And ever since then, hey, I've been having emotion. You know what I mean? Even if it's a little bit. You know what I mean? <laughs> you got a lot of emotion. You got to be doing a bunch of shows and shit. I'll be seeing you yeah, tap in. Do you and Malik got um any projects coming out? <clears throat> um, Well, oh, Malik's, Malik's first tape. Well, take well, we had some old shit from 2017, but his first first tape. Um, that shit should be out sometime this year. I'm producing it all. But yeah, he's a licensed masseuse now. So you know it's kind of hard to catch up with, bro. You know what I mean? So that's that real money. So I can understand. I'm telling you. Amp sent me a masseuse uh that had me inspired to take, you know, take take that course. So I might be getting into uh, <laughs> that's a freak bull masseuse. Hey man, you know that's what kind of time I'll be on. So hey Chloe, you ever seen that freak bull masseuse? Which one? Ties <laughs> <laughs> nigga. He a freak bull. I don't even think he be like massaging the women for real. He just be doing I think freak. he be fucking them. Like <laughs> that nigga do a 10-minute session of like rubbing a booty. And he just record that before he start getting it in. That nigga might got wait. only fans, bro. Is that, like, is that like the naked haircuts in Chicago? Yeah. <laughs> and this is one. It's a lady in Jacksonville. We might be trying. We trying to get her on the REOP at night, but we just can't get the schedule right. She be doing like massages with her ass, and I'm like, you're not hitting any muscles. You're just putting your ass on the dudes. Like these freak bull massages, you probably still be tense after that. But Malik do real deal massages. It's clear. Yeah. And if you're not above the board, if, if you in that Cincinnati, Northern Kentucky area, you know what I mean. Hit up Hand and Stone in Oakley. You know what I'm saying. Holla at my boy Malik, man. Salute, salute. So Chloe, let me ask you a question. Do you think you're a better artist or a better producer? Hey, honestly. Damn, I really gotta think about this shit. I've been I've been making music longer than I've been producing, but by like three years though. I started rapping when I was six. I started making beats when I was like nine. So honestly, I feel like it's equal. I feel like it's equal. It's one of them things where like my beats is hard, but I could also go do beats on somebody else's project, and that shit will be banging too. Like, um. My homegirl, Censored Dialogue, she had an album that came out last year, Afro Pessimist. Like, I did like, I did like half, I, I co-produced like half of the joints on that shit. Like, that that really felt like it was like the Kanye blueprint moment. Because people was hearing my tag on, and they was like, oh, shit, who is this? And I'm getting exposure as a producer and shit. So, yeah, but I feel like they both equal. I feel like they both equal at this point. But I definitely have my days where I just make a, like, I just make like seven crazy beats, but I don't record no songs. And that's what's been kind of going on lately. Like after the album came out, like I'm just trying to, I'm really trying to get these beats off, honestly. Yeah, the beats are. <laughs> so uh, Rick Ross told us who did the the Maybach music. Who do the 
I hate you, Chloe tag. Uh, probably the hardest tag in the game, too. Honestly, I don't even know who did it. It came. From, I look. I look. One oh, day I. One day I googled. I googled on on Google. Fuck you, Chloe. Click the first video that came up. YouTube the MP3. Chopped the part that I wanted. It, that's it's been that ever since. Oh, nah, that man. shit, that shit hard as fuck. It's, right it's up there. Yeah. It's up there with the uh Pierre Bourne. That's what I'm trying to make. I want it to be as iconic as that shit too, because I really want motherfuckers to hear that tag and be like, oh like I know this shit finna be hard. Yeah, like, it's up there. It's up there with the Pierre Bourne. I'm working on dying. Mm. Those are some of my favorite tags. And it's I'll, it's crazy because I've been hip to working on dying since like 2016. Like they used to do like they used to they they had they literally had their own genre called tread where it was like these fast it was damn near like Detroit beats but way more mm. experimental and more bassy and that shit kind of that shit kind of like inspired my sound a little bit so yeah shout out to working on dying though they've been doing this shit literally since I was in seventh grade and they finally getting their praise so absolutely yeah I fuck up I fuck working on dying heavy yeah all right Joe you got any more questions for Chloe. Chloe, ideally speaking, I mean, where would you like to see the trans community in hip hop? I would like I would like to see more I would like to see more artists like <clears throat> giving a push and giving highlighted because anytime you hear the words trans and rapper together, it's usually rapper caught with. You know what I mean? And that's such yeah. and that sucks so bad that that shit like this shit is this shit is not friendly to us at all, especially black trans women. Like, where nobody on this earth gives a fuck about us, you know what I mean? So, <laughs> which is fucked up to say, but it's the truth. But yeah, like that shit. I just want I just want more exposure, more of these artists highlighted, because there's a lot of us in pop and dance and all these other genres and shit, but rap and R and B too. Rap and R and B too. This shit just needs to, like, it just needs like. People need to just put their whatever they got aside of them and just focus on the talent because I feel like talent is what matters at the end of the day. I feel like like you shouldn't like it shouldn't matter if the person is gay or whatever. If you want to, if the if they got talent and the song is hard, you better do that motherfucking song. Well, like it's gonna make you even look better, you know? Like yeah. But uh. Like it's but it's a lot of shit like. Sometimes when I see it, I'm just I just roll my eyes and keep it going. Like anytime Boosie get on his get on his soapbox, I'm like, like I know you made they dyking, but like come on, bro. Like <laughs> come on, bro. Like I'm just saying, like just he probably don't even remember he made that shit. <laughs> all I, all I'm saying is give the dolls a chance. You know what I mean? Give the dolls a chance because we definitely coming with heat. You know what I'm saying? Shout out to uh shout out to Miss Boogie and Translist. Shout out uh out of New York. Shout out Backwash from Canada. Shout out Censored Dialogue, my homegirl, my big sister out of Texas. Uh, shout out Tip Mouse from Jersey. I'm going to do a show with Tip Mouse in New York, actually, July 2nd. So, yeah, like, it's like it's a whole big Thank underground. It's an underground community of a lot of us making rap, R&B, or whatever the fuck. And Twitter is kind of what keeps us all locked in with each other. Like, random group chats and shit, or it's like, oh, you listen to this, you listen to this artist? The nine times out of ten, you listen to this artist. Like, if you yeah. go on my Spotify and see fans also like, 
it's just the homies. Like it's literally all my homegirls. Like so, just get just get give give the dog some light, man. Give us some glow. You know what I mean? All right. You feel like the progr- the fuck the word up. You feel like the progression is getting closer, or do you feel like you got a, a lot more work to do? I feel like it's getting closer, but it's still a lot of ignorance. Like, <clears throat> most yeah, I always think it's getting closer. Then, like, you just hear like. I'm like, all right, the game's getting a little closer. Then you just hear Gunner just say a bar. I'm literally, like, like, literally. I was, I was like, bro. I was like, this album is so hard. I heard that line. I was like, I'm just yeah. some old shit, bro. Like, on the on the last Chief Keef album, like he had a bar, and I was just like, bro, you're a legend. Why are you doing this? Like, you don't have to do this. Lil Uzi Vert. Literally everybody, every rapper probably has a bar pertaining to trans people in a derogatory way. Not every rapper, but most. Especially if they come from like a different background where they wouldn't be hip to all of that, you know? Yeah, you expect somebody like Uzi though to be a little bit more like understanding, but like I guess that's just a facade or whatever for the internet. Oh yeah, definitely. They not these artists no man. These artists online, what they portray is not them. What I portray online is 100% me all the time, every single time, even if I'm tweeting something crazy. That's how I was feeling at the time. See, I think a lot of these rappers have those kind of aspirations themselves and just try and hide it for the sake of masculinity. Oh, yeah. Like, hip-hop is so... Hip-hop, I feel like, is always going to be male-dominated. So you kind of got to appeal... So like a lot of rappers have feel like they have to appeal to that like oh I'm toting glicks uh. but yeah. you know <laughs> what was episode one called follow your heart follow yeah. your heart explore your heart my g explore your heart mm-hmm. yeah it be sometimes I be listening to some shit and then I hear like something like extremely like homophobic or whatever and I just be like bro we don't have to do that no more man every yeah. every every New York drill rapper has a these niggas is gay bar yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> How did you feel about Kendrick's approach? Um, I feel like it could have been executed better, and that's why my album is better than his. Mm, came out the same day. Came out the same day. I'm not even doing a tenth amount of his numbers, but I feel like it's just it, it was just it was just it was kind of I get it, but it was just kind of it wasn't it wasn't done all the way the right way. Still, it was still a little tinge of ignorance on it. One like, day we're gonna, we're gonna have a dialogue about these new Kendrick numbers. Not today, though. We ain't gonna do that on your interview, but <laughs> probably on REOP. Hey, sure, but new yeah, Kendrick like numbers kind of scary. I don't know, sir. Maybe, hey, maybe you should have pushed the album back, sir. They know I was coming out. <laughs> like everybody knew I was coming out on the thirteenth. And Shotty, who I was talking about before, the one who wouldn't get on the song, her album came out on the 12th. So I'm just like, what the fuck? And she announced her shit way later than mine. I'm just like, bro, everybody trying to step on my release date. Like, damn. But yeah, my, shit, on purpose. my shit's still going. I'm about to drop the DLC pack on the 31st. Uh, that's three new songs. Doll Life, the remix, Whip My Wrist, and a song I got called Ring. Almost fucking, almost flipped over my weed tray. But still, yeah. Oh, that tragic. <laughs> But yeah, still, it's a lot of shit. It's a lot of shit coming up. But I wanted to talk about before we go one of my favorite favorite songs from the album, QP. That song, that song is just that song is what is what 
Chloe Hotline is. Like that song explains what my life has been for the past year. Like, especially the part about Chicago and performing at like I performed at a two-day rave in Chicago. Man, oh my that was just just listen to the song QP. I talk about it. Somebody somebody stole my bottles. It's all type of crazy. Shit. Just just listen to the song QP. Yeah, I was listening to that. I was like, this definitely happened. And when I heard the beat, I was like, this sound like a, a J futuristic beat. Hey, that's some old Zaytoven shit that I replayed. I replayed oh. it by hand. So, you know. Oh, came. so you redid a Zaytoven beat? Because when yeah, I listened so, to it, I was like, it sounded like some futuristic shit, like white boy, black boy swag type shit. It's, it's, actually, it's actually a Gucci song, but I'm not going to say the name of it. But, um, <laughs> yeah, like, I replayed, like, I replayed it to avoid, like, getting clipped with like a sample or some shit. Like anytime I want that like Zaytoven feel or whatever, I just see what type of sounds I need, listen to it by ear, and then just start making it like that. But I could t- I could tell y'all off here what the sample is though. Okay, man. Yeah. Real quick, let me ask this. Um who are some of your production inspirations? Or inspirations production wise, let me ask you like that. Um let me think. Definitely, definitely Kanye. That's like since birth, though. Kanye, Tyler, been a huge Tyler fan since I was in elementary school. Like, I used to be in, I was one of them weird kids. I was writing in the books with the 666, you know what I mean? But that's, that's, that's a different story. But, um, you know, all praise be. Scared the hell out of But nah, um, yeah, Kanye, Tyler, um, the Neptunes, the Neptunes, not for real, not that new solo shit. No, the Neptunes. Um, clear that up. Chad Hugo. Yeah, Chad Hugo. Real. Chad Hugo for real. Not that shit for real doing now. Um, who else? Zaytoven. Zaytoven, definitely. That's why I can't wait. That's why I can't wait until um the Doll Life remix gets put on streaming. That's some shit. Oh, I'm just popping my shit on that song. Like, but all that shit came from like Zaytoven. Like I definitely used to watch his cook up videos, um, the Metro Boomin cook up, the Lex Luger cook up videos when I was really young. Um, definitely like Mexico Dro, like the whole plug shit. Plug. I was def- I was, yeah, because I was definitely on SoundCloud 2016, 2017. Plug beats. That's that's. There's a history to it. There's a lot of history to that shit, and you got to make sure you do it right, you know. But um. Yeah, that's pretty much all my all my production inspirations and myself. <laughs> Good inspiration. But nah, that is that is some dope inspirations for sure. Yeah. I try to I try to just I try to be inspired <clears throat> by people but not copy directly. You know what I mean? Yeah, I I feel the same way. I try to it's cause sometimes you gotta look at other people's shit just to kickstart your brain. And not necessarily copy off them, but some people they see people shit and be like, I'm I'm copying all your shit. Hey, hey, they didn't done that to you. They didn't do that to y'all a couple times. One of the greatest quotes I heard was uh good artists steal or good artists um create great artists steal. That's bullshit. I feel like that's bullshit. hear, Hear me out. Hear me out. Hear me out. How I interpret that is through interpolation, interpolation rather. Um, so 
Kodak got a record that sounds uh exactly like hot nigga, right? Mm-hmm. Uh when you see me, I'll be toting on that glock. Uh every time you see me, I'll be whatever the however the shit go. But um it sounds just like hot nigga, right? Yeah. I feel like he heard that record and was like, okay, I can do something in this in this melody, still make it my own, of course. You know what I mean? But I'll do something that has a more memorable feel. So I feel like when they say great artists steal, it's through inspiration. It's through, okay, I see you've laid a a, a, a format like Kanye with soul beats. Yeah. But you I feel laid like the foundation now I can I can take this and flip it my own way now. Yeah. But I feel like it's a lot of them quotes though. Like Motherfuckers need to clarify what they mean, cause like it's a, a lot of a lot of people who truthfully think great artists steal. Like a lot of people think that great mm-hmm. artists steal, and a lot of these artists be stealing. A lot of these graphic designers be stealing. A lot of these clothing designers be stealing, and I do all three. So mm-hmm. that just makes my shit easier to take. But yeah, yeah, interpolation like Ample's talking about earlier, one eight hundred Chloe, made it more mm-hmm. memorable, turned into a pop song. Right. Right. Yeah, also, so I, Joe, I, 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 you, yeah, Joe, what you were saying, the Kodak shit. Somebody had to have a dialogue with Kodak also, because you just mentioned that to know how he had a song that sounded like hot, uh, hot nigga. Uh-huh. His biggest song, No Flocking, well, it might, may not be his biggest song, oh, anymore, yeah. but like, No Flocking, he, he comp- yeah, it inspired some people, but he ripped that whole flow from Pee Wee Longway. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and nobody, and took, so, not that many people talk about it, but like he completely just took that nigga whole flow. He stole my whole flow. <laughs> I feel like that's that, that's 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 what we get when when great artists steal. In the sense yeah. that Drake is a good example of it. You know, oh, Hotline he, Bling. Some when he took drum, Hotline Bling. When he took drum shit, mm. that. You could use the shit with Quentin Miller. You could use how he exploits his writers. You know what I mean? Um, And I would say it in this regard. There's no one right now that can do what Drake is doing. There's no one that could deliver any of these songs the way that Drake is. mm, I'm not, I don't don't know. Oh no! Hey man, I I feel like the numbers the numbers show it. The turnout shows it. You know what I mean? Like Drake overall is not one of the coolest niggas in hip hop. You know what I mean? Like when you look down the line, whether it be today or throughout history, you know what I'm saying? We not talking money. We talking influence. You know what I'm saying? But I feel I feel like it's that way because Drake these past couple he's been kind of predictable. You know? Like I feel like. Like you're not finna hear no extra experimental shit from Drake. You know what the fuck you're getting from Drake. So right, I feel like right. that factors in. At this point, too. he found the formula. Right. So yeah. But again, that's where I say what he does to a re- if Drake were to steal your song, you you almost have to be thankful. Hey, if Drake, hey, if Drake steal my song, hey. <laughs> if Drake steal my you gonna song, you're gonna be quitting Miller. I'm, def- I'm definitely going to end the rest of your career trying to fight for it, huh? 
Look, if Drake steal my song, I'm gonna make sure it get worked out behind the scenes. So I have to speak out. <laughs> make sure I get a Straight big up. percentage. I feel like when he stole drum shit, that guy that made drum pop more. Cause like he blatantly I don't stole know. shit. I don't know though, because I feel like drum fizzled out when he changed his name um recently. Yeah, recently. Like, I'm talking about like I'm shit. talking about when the song was first because he had he had the broccoli, that was a major hit. But that was like, broccoli that. was gonna be a hit regardless, though. I feel like broccoli had the energy, and at that time he was doing major features. I feel like there was a lot of work in place for Drum to get the the relevance he had. Um, the Hotline Bling might have helped it, but I don't think the casual listener, like the, the even the casual hip hop fan, was 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 looking at it to even talk about Drum shit. What? Oh wait, 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 wait. Where were you in 2015? Cause we was I was in nigga, we was at the lunch table talking about this song sound like this song just sound, sound just like Cha Cha. Like we was at breakfast eating graham crackers and milk talking about that shit. I remember when the song yeah, dropped. I mean I, I do I remember when the song dropped on OVO radio when it used to be on Apple Music and he premiered Hotline Bling and literally the whole time was like, damn, he stole Cha Cha. Everybody was saying that. I had shit. a homie that called me about it, and that's how I that's how I found out about drum actually. But I feel like I feel like that shit that conversation <laughs> only lasted so long. That 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 hotline bling was just too overpowering. Yeah, that just was a monster song. That was just it because when I heard it, I love Cha Cha. But then like when Hotline Bling was keep kept going, I was like, man, this shit kind of undeniable. Like dog, Hotline Bling is crazy. Realistically, it's crazy. That's a great produced record. You know what I'm saying? From the production to the writing to the delivery, Hotline Bling is what you would like deem from the instant you hear it a fucking hit. You know what I'm and saying? Like, he yo, dropped, we got and, one. And then when he dropped that video, the casket closed. They're like, all right, this nigga just embracing that he corny. Yeah, yeah, yeah. True indeed. Dancing and in the sweater he, and shit. He, Man, them big ass boots—they they went crazy <laughs> with them memes. That nigga was walking all across Mars and shit with them boots. <laughs> yeah, that shit was—that was a crazy time. Around that time, like, again, like that's what. But around that time, like I had only like heard Hotline Bling on the radio because that's when I really started getting into like I'm only listening to internet shit. I'm listening to. Key, I'm listening to 21 Savage, I'm listening to McCone and fuck all the other shit. That was my phase during that time. So the only time I heard that shit was on the radio. Like I've never took the time to listen to Hotline Bling by myself. And that's not even a slight to Drake, even though I'm better than him. But I don't think many people did. You didn't have to. That record was like I say, it was everywhere. Yeah, that's the one song you just like heard. Like I don't think I ever played it be- like on the album. Right, uh, you yeah, could I be walking down the street and Hotline Bling would play. Yeah, it's like, like it was, a, it was a dope. It's a hey. dope song, but I wasn't sliding in the car, all four windows down playing Hotline Bling. Hey, literally, Bro, no, I ain't them niggas from The Wire. <laughs> hey, first, first time I took a girl on a date to the roller rink, they was playing Hotline Bling. That's 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 funny. Hotline Bling. <laughs> this shit was crazy. But anyway, that's enough. That's. I'm not talking about Drake. We're talking about Chloe. So, Chloe, we appreciate you. We appreciate the amazing music you're making. We I appreciate, appreciate the uh, soldier, Red. Hey, look. 
That's what I'm bringing back to. Big Chloe bringing back the soldier rag, but you could only wear it if you're a solid person. So if anybody, Man, what? if any, if anybody that's lame try to steal it, then I'm gonna call you out on that shit. You know what I mean? I ain't gonna lie. I was thinking about bringing back soldier rags this summer. I made a post that uh, I was gonna buy some for nefarious activities, but um, <laughs> I'm thinking, about, I'm thinking about getting the uh, soldier rags for sure. A pair of black dickies to go with it, man, and I'm insane. <laughs> Two for fifty five dollars. I need the flaps to fall though. You know what I'm saying? I need them four flaps flailing. Like I can't even lace them up when I'm I lazy. come. I mean, as soon as I get them, I gotta break that that leather down. You know what I mean? You got to stand on the other strap. Yeah, the that shit gotta be leaning. Fold the other way. Oh nah. That's the only way to wear the soldieries, dog. The bitches <laughs> got a little funky on your feet. <laughs> <laughs> You just got to put them on your feet and just run as fast as you can. For, for real, minutes. like, nigga doing uh, suicides in the hallway <laughs> of his apartment and shit. Hey, climb a fence in them hoes. <laughs> hey, you got to do all of that, man. As soon as you buy your soldieries, you know, it's like a few shoes. You got a few things you got to do when you get them. <laughs> Break them in. It's like yeah, a whole uh, a, a glove, you know what I mean? Like a baseball glove. Yeah, I ain't never seen no clean soldieries now that I think about it. <laughs> Fuck no. That's what made them clean, nigga. It was like, yo, you, you ain't dirtied them up yet. Them bitches ain't even hard, bro. Right. <laughs> hey, in my day, the kids that wore the soldieries, they was an ISS. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Everybody I knew that, that wore the soldieries was selling dope. So <laughs> Yeah, they wasn't even going to class. They used to be, you just see them in the morning to sell their shit. As soon as yep. that bell rang, they was out of there. <laughs> Shit, in Pensacola, the neighborhood dope man, he uh like the one of the younger ones, you know what I'm saying? He was my uh brother friend. That nigga came to the crib one day, mouth full of gold. That nigga had the series and the two way page. I was like, Oh, this is my inspiration. I'm trying to be <laughs> the streets. <laughs> Shit, trying to be the remake. Uh, the biggest plug in Pensacola at the time, you know what I'm saying? While he while he was free. Sure. Chloe, you need to do a show in Pensacola. Yeah, I'm trying hey. to. I'm trying to get down to the South for real to do some shows. Like, I'm Turn really trying. I'm, I'm really trying to get down there. I got somebody. I got a homie in Pensacola. I, I might actually could have a show in Pensacola. Man, what <laughs> you out there? Hey, but speaking of live shows, yeah, um, June June 24th in Chicago, the Water Ball. I'm performing at the grand opening of a hotel. Owned by mm. a black trans woman, so you know what I'm saying. Get y'all tickets. That's fire. For real, yep. man. Market the hell out of that. So you know what I'm saying. Get y'all tickets for the water ball. Shit, June, June. I mean, <laughs> July second, New York, Titmouse Clubhouse. I'm out there. I might, I might tap in with the bro Sachi. You know what I mean. I might have to, I might have to tap in with him. You know what I mean. So, yeah, wow. a lot of other. <laughs> A lot of other shit coming up. Show in DC real soon. I'm coming to DC real soon. But yeah. Chocolate City. Shit. Cincinnati show. I don't know when. Because motherfuckers, motherfuckers be real like clicked up out here. And they don't really, you know, I'm I'm a part of the younger generation in the city. So I'm really not as tapped in. Mm. So hey, it it'll happen when it happens. And when it happens, I'm gonna turn that bitch out. All right, Chloe. You did a good job promoting them shows. Cause I'm gonna promote the rest of your shit, your kinfolk, all that, social media, all that stuff. 
Ken Folk, the album out now. DLC pack on the 31st. Uh, Counterfeit Industries Volume 7. Uh, drop clothing drop on the 27th. Digital lookbook the following week. Um, shit, I got a lot of shit going. The video for QP is coming real soon. A video for porcelain is coming real soon. And a video for 1 800 Chloe is getting is, is coming real soon. I gotta hit up, I gotta hit up the 3D graphic artist about that one. I'm going crazy. I'm going to space. Fuck it. <laughs> Chloe hotline on the moon. Hey, literally, like I had a video for my song called Walked In. Like I literally like like I uh, green screen myself into Mars and shit. Damn, like, hey, you know there was a doorway on uh on the moon. NASA posted that bit. You know what I'm saying? You should just walk in that shit. You know what I mean? Hey, they gotta let Big Cody <laughs> come through. This. They gotta let Big <laughs> Cody come through. You know what I hey, mean? Hey man, it's a big ass door on the moon, dog. Go ahead and uh, you know what? I gotta look this up. You gonna walk? You gonna walk in that bitch and not come back? For real, bro. You walk into a new galaxy, bro. Hey, what you forty? What you think happened to them monkeys that got sent to space? Damn, I ain't even know about that. Them bitches gone. Well, they rolled the monkeys up. <laughs> smoking a monkey pack is crazy. <laughs> now, it's a, our, Mar- it's uh, a Martian right now smoking smoking a monkey pack. Hey, <laughs> speaking of speaking of monkeys, I can say this because I don't work at the Cincinnati Zoo no more. Rest in peace, Harambe, man. They did my boy bad. But when I worked there, I had to sign a non-disclosure agreement. I couldn't oh damn, that was at that was at uh that yeah, that was, was at Cincinnati Zoo. Damn, yeah. bro, hey man, they did they did a whole rebrand. They got a hippo as the mascot now. You got the fuck with Harambe <laughs> before he was gone, bro. Man, damn, bro. R.I.P. Harambe, bro. He see that little white boy. That's what he get though. It was man. a black kid. It was a black kid. <laughs> yeah, it was a black kid. Oh damn, I know that kid's cousin. Which is the funny thing. Damn, Damn, that's crazy, man. Harambe was a real nigga. That's he how really it, was. He was. He didn't do nothing wrong. Man, fuck no. And that's and honestly, piggyback off that, Cincinnati, you go meet some of the realest, most genuine, most humble people, hardworking people in the world. Everybody, when they think about Ohio, they think about Cleveland, they think about Columbus. We kind of like the underdog city because we're more, we're more south, we're closer to Kentucky than anything, but shit, Cincinnati, man, it's really a beautiful city, like. I got some fam in Cincinnati, man. I need to come up that way, but I ain't, I ain't, I ain't, I ain't, I ain't making that trip. Yeah, from y'all, that shit like 10 hours. It's a 10-hour drive. Oh, nigga, I'm with a drive now. Don't get it twisted. <laughs> shit, me and Amp done drove 17 hours like three, four times. So. <laughs> <laughs> R.A.O.P. coming soon, you know. <laughs> Live show in Cincinnati? Oh. Is is people in Cincinnati? Joe, come on, bro. Right, come bad. on, bro. <laughs> now see where people slanted Pensacola. Keep them jokes for Cleveland. <laughs> oh, Cleveland ain't got shit. Now nah, I seen Cleveland. <laughs> I, I got, I got love. I got love for Cleveland. Though. I got love. For Cleveland, <laughs> Nigga did a uh, little drive-by video shoot. You know what I'm saying? Just showing what Cleveland looked like. It looked like the damn property was trying to leave Cleveland. I remember, when, I remember when Hype did a video in Cleveland. He did a song with like Crazy Bone crazy or some bone, shit. Like, yeah. All you seen was like warehouses and shit. That's, a, yeah, that's, bro. that's another thing about Them out here. Was too, all closed man. down. That's another thing too is like it's weird out here. Like there will be factories and residential areas. Like 
<laughs> it's fat. It's like it's a factory right next to one of my homies' houses. But that's what that's what uh that's what Cleveland is built off of, right? Industrial. Well, back in the day, Ohio in general was built off of industrial, and that's why a lot of people from the south came up later on the drug yeah. trade. But that's a totally different story. But yeah, like my grandma and them, all of them came here because they had like General Motors and shit, and yeah. that's how I got here. <laughs> I feel like my people. That makes sense, like, but that's fuck that. We in the south. That makes sense, <laughs> but that shit sound kind of dangerous, like health wise. Uh, it was the fifties, bro. Motherfucker was smoking cigarettes while they was pregnant. Yeah, everybody yeah, had asbestos. They in was their drinking house. like a motherfucker while they was pregnant. But nah, uh, before I go, shout out to Detroit. Shout out to Michigan. That's my second home. I got a hella family out there. A lot of love. A lot of love for Michigan. Yes, indeed. Yeah, free Rio. Free Rio, most definitely. All right, Chloe. Once again, we appreciate you. This has been another episode of REOP. I had a lot of fun. We're going to have to get Chloe back on in the future when um, Chloe sure. drop another project or something. Um, shout out to everybody on YouTube, youtube.com slash Podcast. Sign up for the Patreon. Chloe, you got a Patreon too. Sign up for Chloe's and I'm, Patreon. And I'm starting, to, I'm starting to bring that shit. I'm about to have... Oh, I'm about to flood that shit with content. Literally, y'all about to get so much songs. I'm about to dump my hard drive on y'all. Fuck, y'all about to get so yeah, much no. demos. All that shit. Shit that didn't make the album is going on the Patreon. So you can sign up for a $5 tier, you know, hear an unreleased song. Or you can sign up for the $10 tier and get, maybe maybe even get a beat breakdown or a tutorial. I got a lot of them. I got like 10 beat breakdowns in the chamber. I'm ready to upload. Yeah, so y'all go ahead and tap in on that. Joe, you got anything you need to plug? Man, plug with the rug, y'all already know. Follow your boy. Uh, if you need a if you need a rug, holler at me for your customs. Outside <clears> of that, man, tap in with the podcast. That's it. Uh, with all that said, we out. <laughs>